Welcome to Breadcrumbs. This is the prophetic journal of a girl who's more than happy to eat the crumbs off the master's table. If you're like me, then listen and be encouraged that even in the whispers and mere shadows, our God still speaks, and he has a lot to say. I saw three pictures superimposed over one another. First, I saw a little lion cub. It was sitting very still, and it was looking straight at me. Then I saw Jesus. He was sitting cross-legged. He was also sitting very still and looking right at me. And last, I saw a canvas tent in the desert under a starry sky. And then I heard the words, just watch. I was sensing two different things in this word. On one hand, it felt like Jesus was being quite serious. He wasn't smiling. His eyes were really boring into mine. It didn't feel like a gentle invitation. It felt like, like he'd put both hands on either side of my face and was really earnestly saying, you have to watch. But at the same time, there was an eagerness and anticipation as though it was about time. It's like he was telling me, just watch, it's about to happen. Now the little lion cub, it has significance to me for a few reasons. When I was first starting out my prophetic journey, God placed me in the hands of a really amazing woman. And in those early days, she ran me through a few ways to practice using this gift. And the very first thing she had me do is she had me sit before the Lord and ask him, how do you see me? We did it together, and I instantly got a picture of myself at about four years of age. I had platinum blonde hair at that point, and it was curly, and it was in pigtails. But immediately after that, it flashed over to a roaring lion. Interestingly, that was the same picture my friend got for me. He's spoken to me before about my mother as a lion. I lost her seven years ago. She died very suddenly, and he's referred to her as my lion mama before. I know that's how all of us kids saw her. And then of course there's Hosea 11.10, which has been woven into some of the words I've already posted here. For some day the people will follow me. I, the Lord, will roar like a lion, and when I roar, my people will come trembling from the west. The Bible references lions many times. Sometimes it's the enemy, but in this case, he is the lion and his scattered children are the lion cubs. The tent in the desert immediately made me think of the Israelites in the desert in Exodus, about the nomadic people of God who were made to wander so that they could learn his voice, so that they could learn the kind of God it was that they were following, learn that he fed them with manna, learn that he healed disease, learn that he could bring water from rock, that he could take care of all their enemies so they could learn that he was holy. They learned that he could come to them as a pillar of fire by night and smoke by day, and that he would live among them amidst their tents, but that it was not his final resting place. It was not his final home, just like the desert was not their final resting place or their final home. I love the passage in Hebrews that talks about Abraham. When God called Abraham out from everything he knew, Abraham didn't put up much of a fuss, he just said yes, and he became a tent dweller, 
and Hebrews explains why he was able to do that so obediently. It said he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. That tent reminds me of the Feast of Tabernacles. The people were called to celebrate that feast by building really basic huts or booths and to live outside for a little while. It was meant to remind them of the temporary situation we find ourselves in, temporary residents of this earth that will pass away, and that there's coming a time where we will live in a city whose foundations can't be shaken. They'll never be moved. It will be our permanent home, the city of Zion. The Holy Spirit is already tabernacling with us. He was given at Pentecost, but there's coming a day where Jesus will come live with us. He did for a time, but then he ascended again. He's going to come and he's going to live with us forever. He'll walk with us. He'll be our king who we can touch and see and hear. But here's the new thing. The new thing is that the Father will come and live in that city forever with us as well. The three-in-one will finally all dwell together with the people of God. 1 Corinthians 15:24. After that, the end will come when he, Jesus, will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. In Revelations 21, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will tabernacle with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. That same night, I again got the number 222. It was impressed on me so strongly that I woke myself up fully and I looked at my phone, and it was in fact 2.22 a.m. I have heard prophetic people explain 222 a hundred different ways, and I believe all of them because I know the Holy Spirit will apply the meaning of what he gives to his children in a specific and unique way for each of his children. But for me, I knew it simply meant this. It meant my heart's yearning for Abba. Two is the Strong's number for Father, for Ab, Abba. And to cry that out three times, two, 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 Abba, 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 it almost undoes me because I long for it so much. I've had an interesting journey with the Trinity. I grew up in a church that definitely highlighted God the Father. I was taught a very, very incomplete picture of who he is, but by the mercy of God, I was raised to love him so much. I was raised to understand him truly as a good father. Yes, holy, at times severe, but I knew him to be kind. My relationship with the Holy Spirit next, and finally Jesus, unfolded as the decades went on. But the Father I have always known and loved, and I long to be wrapped up in Him. Those wings. No matter which way you cut it, too, it speaks of intimacy. The two shall become one flesh. It's about union. Second Peter 1, 4 because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share in his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. The word share in that verse means companion, partner, to partake in. I believe we are about to come into levels of union, palpable union with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit unlike anything we've ever known before. 
as you can hear, I can barely speak about it without tears of longing falling down my face. And so when he is looking at me like that, and he is telling me, just watch, I know he's saying, I'm coming. I'm coming to dwell with you. Your tent will be my tent. There's a verse that says to lift your tent pegs and get ready for the expanding of your tent. It's a call for us to be open to the more that he has to offer. Habakkuk 2 has come up pretty frequently in the past week, and it really caught my attention because a little while ago I woke with a declaration coming from my mouth. It comes from my country's national anthem. I stand on guard for thee. I was declaring, I stand on guard for thee. And I was declaring it to him. I was declaring it to my country. I was declaring it to my family. Habakkuk 2 says this, I will stand at my guard post. I'll climb the lookout tower and scan the horizon. I wait to see what God says and how he will answer my complaint. And then God answered, write this, write what you see. This message is a witness pointing to what is coming, and it aches for the coming. It can hardly wait, and it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in the coming, wait. It is on its way, and it will come right on time. In verse 14, Meanwhile, the earth fills up with the awareness of God's glory as the waters cover the sea. Verse 20, But, oh, God is in his holy temple. Quiet, everyone. A holy silence. Listen. I am a woman of deep longing, and my Abba has heard me, yes, complain many a time, but it's been a complaint of, I want more of you. I want more of you now. When are you coming? When can I have more of you? When can I touch you? When will I feel you lift me off the ground because your bear hug is so strong? And he's saying, be still and know. Be still, my little lion cub. Just watch. If you want to interact with any of these episodes, if the Lord has spoken to you about similar things, then I really want to hear about it. This podcast has an Instagram account over at Mildly Prophetic. I'll put that in the show notes. If you hop over there, you can share the things you've seen and heard. You can ask me questions. Basically, you can add your breadcrumbs to mine. And if we gather them all up, then what a feast it'll be.